Hey, qualifiers, guys and gals, listeners. Episode number 54 on Qualified News. This is your host, M. Mauricio. That's me. And we have a story here from triblive.com. And there's a police chief from Greensburg that was arrested and charged with drug charges he was being investigated by the dea and the community's upset and then on a bizarre weird just sad note uh, i don't i don't know on this one a murder suicide pact without the suicide part of it so woman kills husband and was supposed to kill herself and didn't and was arrested for it uh it's fucking horrible and from cbsnews.com chat gpt the type of jobs chat gpt most likely will be replacing and it's a lot of jobs that are don't require a lot of uh, creativity you know computer programming basic email type things like mid-level writing legal functions you know also i have a a little excerpt about two questions we asked chat gpt or not we but it was uh krishnan he's a anchor from uh, channel 4 news on youtube and uh he asked what is a woman and then also can ai have empathy and uh you know the answers chat gpt gave are fairly they're they're good answers they're solid answers they're just too perfect it's scary you know what i mean <laughs> Greensburg Police Chief's Arrest Shocks Community. This one is from triblive.com, T-R-I-B-Live.com, by Jeff Himmler. Federal drug charges filed against Greensburg Police Chief Sean Denning caught community members by surprise. Westmoreland County Park Police Chief Henry Montana, who worked 22 years as a Greensburg police officer and detective, had no indication Denning was being investigated by the Drug Enforcement Administration. I'm as shocked as anyone, Fontana said. It's a serious black eye for that place. It's disappointing, Greensburg Councilman Randy Finfrock said. I certainly didn't see it coming. He declined further comments since a personnel issue is involved. Other Greensburg officials deferred to Mayor Rob Bell, who issued a statement noting Denning no longer is affiliated with the city. Ricky Sturf, who works as a school crossing guard in the city, registered surprise when she learned of the charges. I don't even know what to think of it, she said. It's crazy. Mary Wilms, owner of Penelope's Boutique in downtown Greensburg, learned about the charges Wednesday, as did many others. It's too bad for the community, she said, but she believes the town has a resilience that will see it through. In this business community, Everybody thinks on the positive side, she said. Positive leads to more positive. Bernard Berry, who lives near Denning in Delmont's Apple Hill neighborhood, said he never saw any unusual activity at the former chief's house, situated near the end of a quiet cul-de-sac. I've known him just to say hello on the street now and then, but that's about the only time I've seen him, Berry said. I feel bad for the community, but I also feel bad for Denning, said Esther Brawl, president of Bakari's Pharmacy in Greensburg. She believes the case illustrates the ongoing problem of drug addiction in America. It shows you that it's everywhere, she said. Denning previously was named as a defendant in two federal lawsuits, filed in 2012 and 2017, along with several fellow officers. In the first, 
The plaintiff said he was stopped by Denning on West Pittsburgh Street and was punched by him. The plaintiff claimed his constitutional rights were violated by Denning and others and that they used excessive force, a judge found in the department's favor. A suit in 2017 stemmed from an incident two years earlier in Greensburg. The plaintiff alleged excessive force was used and his constitutional rights violated by Denning and other officers during the plaintiff's arrest at a vacant abandoned home on Westminster Avenue. The lawsuit was dismissed in 2019 according to federal court records. Denning was married in 2005. In 2016, a divorce proceeding was filed that gave him shared custody of his two children. The divorce was granted in October 2021 according to Westmoreland County civil court records. Denning appeared to be involved in cornhole tournaments around the area, according to posts on social media. He donated a set of cornhole bags to a local club for a December 2021 raffle that benefited a man who was diagnosed with cancer. He participated in Greensburg's Summer in the City Dunk Tank event in 2021. Proceeds from the events benefited the department's police dog program. Denning's compensation as chief included a base salary of $108,000 and longevity pay of $11,888. The department has 27 officers. And that's from TribLive.com. You know what I find so interesting is that all these uh, like big time criminals that are doing like horrible things to the community, you know, like selling drugs, drug dealers or, uh, you know, pushing guns or whatever it is. Right. They're usually the ones that are quick to, you know, lend a hand with money. Right. To give away money, donate money and do things like that. So I wonder if they decided to add this at the end of the article just to kind of like poke a little bit at that, you know. They're saying that he used to donate, you know, money for cornhole tournaments and city dunk contests and stuff like that for the police dog program. And uh, I mean, he was he was probably making thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Who knows? You know, there's really not a lot of information here on what he was selling or not doing, but he was the chief of police and he was being investigated by the DEA. Uh, I'm surprised it was only him and not other officers were charged with him which I'm, I'm not saying that you know I'm, I'm glad i'm just surprised because for a for him to be able to get away with that by himself it's just man he was really he was really good at it or or not because he he got caught florida woman who killed husband made murder suicide pact police say this one qualifies as from Local10.com by Andrea Torres. A 76-year-old woman who killed her terminally ill husband at a hospital in Florida had made a murder-suicide pact with him, police said. Daytona Beach Police Chief Jakari E. Young told reporters Ellen Gillen shot Jerry Gillen in the head on Saturday morning at the Advent Health Daytona Beach Hospital. They actually planned this approximately about three weeks ago. He wanted her to end this, Young said. Hostage negotiators persuaded Ellen Gillen, who was on the hospital's 11th floor, not to kill herself, and no one was injured, police said. She couldn't go through with it, Young said. Ellen Gillen appeared in Volusia County Court on Sunday. She was being held without bond on charges of premeditated murder and three counts of aggravated assault. 
And there you go, guys and gals. That is Daytona Beach, Florida from local10.com and that's local news from uh, daytona beach florida and i bet these wild stories are fucking there probably all the time uh so it seems because you're always hearing about florida man and now i give you guys florida woman i guess and uh man this is toughy right here uh whew. doesn't that suck man he probably is like looking around you know wherever it is you go when you die looking for his wife and uh she, she didn't go through with it. That's a toughie. That's a uh, man. There's a lot of states that are uh, actually allowing you to commit suicide medically, like medical suicide. I think Oregon is a state that you're allowed to do that. I don't know if Florida is one of those, but um, shooting somebody in the head in the hospital is definitely a fucking very gruesome way uh, to go about it. These jobs are most likely to be replaced by chatbots like ChatGPT. Chatbots and artificial intelligence tools like ChatGPT that can almost instantly produce increasingly sophisticated written content are already being used to perform a variety of tasks from writing high school assignments to generating legal documents and even authoring legislation. As in every major cycle of technological innovation, some workers will be displaced with artificial intelligence taking over their roles. At the same time, entirely new activities and potential opportunities for employment will emerge. ChatGPT can write computer code to program applications and software. It can check human coders language for errors and convert ideas from plain English into programming language. In terms of jobs, I think it's primarily an enhancer than full replacement of jobs. Columbia Business School professor Oded Netzer told CBS Money Watch, Coding and programming is a good example of that. It actually can write code quite well. That could mean performing basic programming work currently done by humans. If you are writing a code where really all you do is convert an idea to a code, the machine can do that. To the extent we would need fewer programmers, it could take away jobs. But it would also help those who program to find mistakes in codes and write code more efficiently, Netzert said. Writing simple administrative or scheduling emails for things like setting up or canceling appointments could also easily be outsourced to a tool like ChatGPT, according to Netzer. There's hardly any creativity involved, so why would we write the whole thing instead of saying to the machine, I need to set a meeting on this date, he said. David Otter, an MIT economist who specializes in labor, pointed to some mid-level white-collar jobs as functions that can be handled by AI, including work like writing human resource letters, producing advertising copy, and drafting press releases. Bots will be much more in the realm of people who do a mixture of intuitive and mundane tasks like writing basic advertising copy, first drafts of legal documents. Those are expert skills, and there is no question that software will make them cheaper and therefore devalue human labor, Otter said. Creative industries are likely to be affected too. Noted advertising executive Sir Martin Sorrell, founder of WPP, the world's largest ad and PR group, said on a recent panel that he expects the way companies buy ad space will become automated in a highly effective way within five years. 
so you will not be dependent as a client on a 25-year-old media planner or buyer who has limited experience, but you'll be able to pool the data. That's a big change, he said. ChatGPT's abilities translate well to the legal profession according to AI experts as well as legal professionals. In fact, ChatGPT's bot recently passed a law school exam and earned a passing grade after writing essays on topics ranging from constitutional law to taxation and torts. The dynamic that happens to lawyers now is that there's way too much work to possibly get done, so they make an artificial distinction between what they will work on and what they will leave on the wayside, said Jason Boming, co-founder and CEO of Ironclad, a legal software company. Common legal forms and documents including home lease agreements, wills, and non-disclosure agreements are fairly standard and can be drafted by an advanced bot. There are parts of a legal document that humans need to adapt to a particular situation, but 90% of the document is copy-pasted, Netzer of Columbia Business School said. There is no reason why we would not have the machine write these kinds of legal documents. You may need to explain first in English the parameters, then the machine should be able to write it very well. The less creative you need to be, the more it should be replaced. There aren't enough lawyers to do all the legal work corporations have, Boeing added. The way attorneys work will be dramatically different. If I had to put a stake down around jobs that won't be there, I think it's attorneys who don't adapt to new ways of working over the next decade. There seem to be dividing lines around folks who don't want to change and folks who realize they have to. And there you have it, guys and gals, cbsnews.com. Chat GPT. You know, I've always been very, I've heard Chat GPT many, many times, and I've always wanted to uh, kind of like know a little bit more about it. So I had to, I had to do an article about it. And also, uh, I have a, I have, and I was able to find Chat GPT being interviewed by Krishnan. He's uh, from Channel 4 News. And uh, there's two questions here that I thought were kind of cool to ask. So, let me cue this up so you guys can hear ChatGPT. Could AI ever develop empathy? It is possible that AI could be developed to have empathy in the future, but it is not clear how this would be accomplished. Empathy is a complex and nuanced human emotion, and it is not clear how it could be simulated or replicated in a digital entity like AI. One potential approach to developing empathy in AI would be to try to teach it to recognize and respond to emotions in others. This could involve training the AI on large amounts of data that includes examples of different emotional expressions and reactions, as well as teaching it to recognize patterns and make predictions. Another approach to developing empathy in AI could be to try to model it on the way that humans experience empathy. This could involve studying the neural mechanisms that underlie empathy in the human brain, and trying to replicate these processes in a digital system. Overall, the development of empathy in AI is a complex and challenging task, and it is not clear how it could be achieved. It is possible that AI could be developed to have some limited ability to recognize and respond to emotions, but it is unlikely that it would be able to fully experience empathy in the same way that humans do. Well, thank you. Any final comments for our listeners? And that's Krishnan again from Channel 4 News uh, on YouTube. And look, there's another question here that also I thought was very uh, important. 
Let's try a sort of tabloid talk radio question. What is a woman? A woman is an adult human female. Women are distinguished from men by their biological characteristics, such as their reproductive organs and the hormones they produce. In general, women are typically considered to be the female members of a species, while men are considered to be the male members. Women have unique experiences and perspectives that are shaped by their biology and by the social, cultural, and political environments in which they live. Is a trans woman a woman? Yes, a trans woman is a woman. A trans woman is a person who was assigned male at birth, but who identifies as a woman. Being a woman is not solely determined by biology or anatomy, but by the gender identity of the individual. A trans woman is a person who identifies as a woman and should be respected and treated as such. It is important to recognize and validate the gender identity of all individuals, including trans women. Are you a bit woke? And there you go. That is Chad GPT. Uh, those are like politically correct answers. So it's just uh, Chad GPT is just a very smart Google bot that talks quite quick and is able to answer those questions very quickly but now they just recently passed the law exam so chat gpt is now a lawyer and chat gpt also can do art right i know you guys have probably been hearing about the ai art everybody's been doing the ai face and everybody's been like fucking augmented reality type shit i've been really very tempted to do it you know i've been wanting to do it so bad but i have a lot of friends that are um artist real true artist you know they're very against uh ai art so i just want to be supportive of that i mean don't get me wrong I, i like to see how i look you know in anime form and all that i feel like i gotta support my my humans you know on this one Alrighty, qualifiers, listeners, guys and gals, love you guys so much. Thanks again for listening to another episode. And uh, I always forget to do this. I was supposed to do it in the beginning. I just totally blank until right now. If you're listening this far in, I'm pretty sure you might do this for me. Go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to both. Rate me five. Give me a good rating. I need people to start seeing this podcast. I need people to start listening. It's just going to get my podcast higher up in the little the rat race, the ladder or whatever, because, you know, you search news and I'm, you know, a couple, couple rows down, couple rows down, but you search news on, on, on Spotify and I am there. I'm just, I'm just down, 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 down. So rate me, give me five on iTunes, Spotify, or give me four or four and a half, whatever. You know what? Give me whatever you want, actually, because it doesn't matter if you give me good or bad, as long as it's it's you're doing something for me. Uh, I would very, very much appreciate it. And I also have an Instagram, Unqualified News Podcast. That's the Instagram handle, Unqualified News Podcast. And I'm trying to stay active on it, sharing stories. It's fairly quickly. You know, I go on there five minutes. I'm able to share a couple stories. And uh, a lot of the news that I'm finding are, are through it. And it's keeping me pretty uh, current, you know, I definitely have uh, a lot to talk about when you when you see me in real life. Again, thank you, qualifiers, listeners. I do appreciate every listen. I'm not talking to myself, and I <laughs> and I know that I really love that. So thanks for listening, and uh, peace.